Hello and welcome to this latest episode of The Big Review Ski. I'm Rory Cashin and this week it is a Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness special. Up first you're going to hear from... It's the man himself, Benedict Cumberbatch, a.k.a. Stephen Strange, a.k.a. Doctor Strange. Uh, he's headlining the new Marvel blockbuster along with, uh, well, it feels like half of the MCU appear at some point in this one. But we're not going to get into spoilers, really. Uh, and we will just leave it with Benedict to talk about working with director Sam Raimi on this one, who's, of course, famous for his horror movies like The Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell. And whether or not this is actually the scariest MCU movie to date. Take it away, Benedict. Benedict, how are you doing today? I'm all right, my friend. How are you? I'm really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. Um, I am a massive horror fan. And uh, Scott Derrickson, obviously fantastic horror director who directed the first one. Sam Raimi obviously has Spider-Man behind him, but is one of the best horror directors around directing this one. When you were making this sequel, could you feel the horror, I guess, that he was bringing to it? A little, yeah. It's definitely got jump scares in it, um, which he brought to uh, the Spider-Man franchise, I thought, brilliantly, especially the second film. And, uh, yeah, there are, there are definitely elements of, of schlock horror as well. Uh, Scott Derrickson-type horror? Not so much. I mean, I, you know, I have to be careful around this term. It's a very big family horror, as you know, as a horror fan. It can range from anything from, you know, Haunting of Emily Rose to, uh, uh, what's it called, The Shining to uh to it um so you know i i feel i feel a little bit like i've been well not me being set up before but there was a statement of intent of this being the most scary marvel film yet i mean what do you think is the most scary so far and i'll tell you whether this matches up to it i guess maybe the creepiest one would have been maybe around the start of ultron when he when he popped out and he had like a creepy vibe to him but i there hasn't been a a proper kind of more scary than that than age of ultron definitely Definitely. That's good I would to say know. it's more creepy and it goes into very dark realms and dark territory. Um, and I'm no horror aficionado. I, I not not for not being a fan. I just I, I'm not very good with them. I just stay up all night worrying and you know, <laughs> terrible nightmares. I really do. I'm very suggestible. So just every creep in the house becomes whatever it is I've just been watching and it's pretty unbearable. Um, but having said that, yeah, I, I, I would say don't expect an all out horror, but a darker tone, some some comic shock horror and some some yeah some some good jump scares as well the the movie really really like it hits the ground running and from what i've seen in it so far it very rarely yeah it very rarely takes a breath uh just to let people catch up because i it it reminded me almost of the terminator where it's it's moving while it's telling you what's going on which i absolutely adored there's a little bit of that i mean there's a ticking there's a ticking clock to it i guess uh a little bit um and so that's important, but 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 yeah, I mean, I I think that it's it's an awful lot in one film, and I think it has to have that pace from the beginning. Um, and what little I've seen of it, you know, I I worry when there's stuff that we're sitting down and talking about because I just think we should be doing stuff now. But then I'm in the film and I know it backwards, so I just I'm the worst judge of it. Um, so I think there are definitely moments where you as an audience can catch your breath, and you need to. There's a lot to examine and explain and kind of absorb. But there is a sort of propulsion by the end, uh, which is kind of great, like the last third, which was very much up in the air when we started shooting in typical Marvel fashion. It, it really it really comes together spectacularly. And in this, we are introduced to uh, America Chavez. Um, and then we have uh, Sochi Gomez, who herself is introduced to this world. So I kind of enjoyed the, the, the parallels of that actress 
being brought into the MCU as that character is being brought in from from us. So, like, were you, I guess, imparting any uh, knowledge or any advice to this kind of MCU newbie? Like, this is what you're getting yourself into, like pros and cons of it. Uh, no. Um, you know, I, I, I open door, you know, ask any questions you want, but no, I didn't, I didn't step forward and, and try and sort of and, and patronize her or, or guide her. And she, you know, if there were moments when, um, I felt I needed to explain something I was doing as a character, I would obviously do that, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't seek to sort of explain stuff to her. She's, she's a, she's a strong girl. And I think she's done a great job in this. It's a big thing to take on. Um, and I think there's a lot more for that character to evolve uh, uh, in terms of its backstory, in terms of finding out who she is and her origin and all the rest of it. It's definitely touched on in this film, but um, yeah, we'll be seeing more of her. I mean, she's she's carrying a lot into the MCU, not least being an LGBTQ plus um, uh, character, but also what she's capable of as uh, that character. So it's just the beginning, I think, for her. and. You know, riffing with her, I, maybe she'll say differently. Maybe she'll say, "No, Benedict definitely gave me a note when I did that." <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I can't remember, and I would, I would like to think I didn't, unless oh, I don't know, I don't know, unless unless she was struggling with something and needed some help. Um, I think the one thing I always say to myself, and I might have shared with her, is just like, if you're finding something difficult use that use it in your performance somehow bring it in because it becomes very oppositional how well even sometimes pushing against something helps um but it can it can stop you from you know being pliable and and, and shifting easily if you're just doing it like you did it in the bedroom or you know just like you have to be adaptable in this world um i say that to myself all the time as i might be mumbling something to her and then we got talking about it um because I'm always having to remind myself of that if I'm getting hung up on something, just to sort of let it go and you know give it a try or bring that agitation or that interest or that distraction in. You know, very important as well when you're filming with all the bells and whistles that this involves, whether it's you know a really bright light, whether it's a bit of tech, whether it's uh, an actual ask for how to deliver a moment. You, you, but especially with the technical challenges, you really have to see through past so much stuff and see stuff that isn't there you have to constantly kind of live in a realm of, of imagining circumstances or just ignoring a lot of real circumstances <laughs> to get it done you know absolutely absolutely Benedict thank you so much for your time today welcome thank you so that was Mr. Cumberbatch talking Doctor Strange and up next it is Doctor Strange's other famous Benedict this one is Benedict Wong who is playing a character called Wong. Uh, you might have met him first in the first Doctor Strange movie. He's popped up in uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. He's been in Spider-Man No Way Home. And of course, he's back now for the Doctor Strange sequel. He is the Sorcerer Supreme within the MCU at the moment. Um, and also, he is p appearing in like all of the biggest Marvel movies lately, to the point where Marvel's head honcho himself, Kevin Feige, sent... Benedict Wong, a specific message about the future of the MCU as we know it. Uh, I'll let Benedict Wong tell you all about it, though. Benedict, how are you doing today? Great, Rory. Can... Lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you, too. Um, a couple of months back, I spoke to Simu Liu for uh, Shang-Chi, and he had nothing but incredible things to say about you. He, his, his exact quote was, get, Bene get Benedict Wong in every single movie. 
which is something I have to wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, very much. But in the six months since then, we've had Shang-Chi, we've had No Way Home, and then we've got this. So I feel like you're almost like a magical version of Nick Fury. You're like the Nick Fury for, for the magic world in the MCU. Um, I got I got an email of Kevin Feige, and he he he, he said uh, this is fast becoming the Wong's uh, the WCU, and uh, this is Phase One. I mean, and there's nothing I can do about <laughs> it or you. I just have to succumb to it. I mean, of all the things to succumb to, that's it's something I'm very much on board with. So uh, I'm 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 fully here for it. Um, the first movie obviously had Scott Derrickson who was a fantastic horror director and then we've got Sam Raimi who is also a fantastic horror director so I feel like the world of Doctor Strange and the characters within it really lend themselves to the horror vibe but when you were making this particular one could you feel that horror influence creeping in with Sam behind the lens uh, I mean totally you know I mean it's kind of his the, the, he's legendary he's, he's the master you know, one of the OG kind of uh, 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 one of the OG cinematic uh, Marvel authors from the Spider-Man series. And, you know, when I talk about WandaVision and we talk about No Way Home and all roads are leading to this film and it's almost, uh, you know, we're blessed to have him helm this. And uh, it's what, what I find fascinating is that his return and also the, the 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 technical capabilities of what we have now, and uh, how we can also properly realize this kind of Ditko uh, road world uh, of 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 the strange universe. And um, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Well, your first, I guess, introduction. And it's not to give any spoilers whatsoever. You you get right into the thick of the action kind of straight away. And there is a part where you have a particularly rough landing in the middle of the action sequence. And I, I physically was like, oh God, like it looked painful. But when it comes to that, when it comes to the action stuff, I know there's obviously so much special effects and everything involved in a movie like this, but do you throw yourself into the stunts like this? Or are you like, you know what? I'm okay with the stunt guy taking this one. That's that's fine with me. Well, uh, I, I I certainly have. Yeah, you could. Uh, 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 I have literally thrown myself into the stunts. Yeah, uh, and uh, it can be painful at times. Definitely. Uh, is there any character in the MCU so far that you haven't directly interacted with that you'd love to share a scene with? Oh wow! Yeah. Uh... I mean, I'd love to work with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, who else? Um, uh, which other worlds are we? We're in the... Um, I mean, if ever the X-Men uh, are, are, are around, I'd like to hang mm -hmm. out with the X-Men. Uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Marvel comic fan back in the day, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, I always remembered... The Secret Wars, where everybody uh, was involved against the Beyond, oh, yeah. and uh, so you know, uh, who else? X Force, Nightcrawler, all of those. Um, 
what 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 I love about this, um, you know, and uh, I thank the MCU of you know, have portal will travel. So <laughs> you know, that's it. <laughs> so um, yeah, more more the merrier. And just one final one, if that's okay. I just want to pitch you an idea um, for a Marvel show. I would love to see Wong get his own show that takes place within those five years when everyone else was gone. Yeah. And it's you as Sorcerer Supreme by yourself. Yes. Uh, and it's basically like the X-Files. Like every week you're going out to investigate a new monster that may or may not exist in this world. I would love... Of all the characters, like there's, you would now have this five years of what happened there. What did he get up to? And I would love to see that being filled in on a show like that. Thank you, Rory. Thank you. Thank you, Entourage number 47. (laughs) Uh, So would I. Um, So all we do is we, I think we just call it out and then we receive. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, definitely. uh, an expanded world of uh, seeing what Wong gets up to. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, yeah, I, it's uh, so far, it's almost become the Rosencrantz and Gilderstern of uh, of the MCU, I guess, you know, when you just exit left or right and uh, yeah. don't quite know. Uh, we want the Rosencrantz and Gilderstern, a dead version, don't we? That's what we want. But without them actually being dead, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Benedict, thank you so much for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Rory. All the best. Take care. So that was the two Benedicts, Cumberbatch and Wong, talking Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It's such a tricky title. Multiverse of Madness. Yes, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is in Irish cinemas right now. And probably will be for a while, uh, and it won't be long before we see the next Marvel movie, Thor Love and Thunder, this July, and then we Black Panther sequel this October or November, I think. So, very busy year for Marvel fans, not even including all the stuff coming to Disney+. And when all of those movies and shows and everything else to do with movies and shows arrives, of course, make sure you check out The Big Review Ski. Please subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.